Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined as always by Wesley Wildman himself. Yes. <laughs> you actually introduced me first this time. Thank yes, you. Yes. Typically, when we have a guest, I always fall a couple minutes into the program and say, Oh, by the way, there's Wesley. No. <laughs> well, there you go. We do have a guest today, though. We do. And I'm so excited about this. We have Representative Joe Mitchell from the great state of Iowa. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Now, what's Iowa known for? What's give me three things <laughs> Iowa's known for? Well, so most people think we're known for potatoes, but that's Idaho. So we're we're, <laughs> we're actually known for our corn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I would say corn. Uh, you know, whenever you see the the sunset at night, we always call it God's country. Um, and the Iowa Hawkeyes, but it depends there. where you're at the state, right? Sure. You get a bunch of Cyclones fans up names and Hawkeyes fans in Iowa City, but I'm a, I'm a Hawkeyes fan. I can attest to the corn bit of that because the one time I drove through Iowa, that's all I saw everywhere. It was pretty amazing. Very beautiful. But the thing is, is people understand is that, you know, Iowa's a little hilly, so there's some Mm. scenery here. When you go through Nebraska, it's just flat, man. And so, you know, I would say, you know, I'm I'm personally biased. I'd much rather be in Iowa than than Nebraska. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's that's great. Well, Um, in preparation for this show, I read up on a little bit of your story and a little bit of your organization. I do want yeah. to start off with your story because just how unique it is. You were you became representative at. Let me, I hope I get this right. At the age of twenty one, is that correct? Yes, yeah, sir. That is that is amazing to me. That's did, as, that's <laughs> as young as you can, right? Yeah, yeah, twenty one to minimum wow. age here in Iowa. Wow, that's amazing. So, how did you get involved? in that at such a young age? Well, so I started working at the Capitol when I was 17 mm-hmm. as a page, which is like a high school internship um, for high school seniors to go to the Capitol and kind of learn the process and network with different, um, you know, representatives and senators up there and so on. And so started up there as a page, went to Drake University in Des Moines, uh, continued to work at the Capitol as a legislative clerk, uh, worked in the governor's office, Governor Reynolds' office, worked in Senator Joni Ernst's office in D.C. as an intern, came back, and uh, my predecessor um, of 24 years, who was a state representative wow. for 24 years in my area, decided to retire. <laughs> and so um, when he decided to do that, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, well, it might be another 24 years before I can run again, <laughs> you know, depending on who gets in there. And so I, I decided to throw my hat in the ring. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a leap of faith. Uh, you know, a lot of people that I knew personally that were um, former and current elected officials encouraged me to do it. Um, but there was also, obviously, a lot of people that doubted me. And that was the thing that held me back the most was the fear of what are my peers going to think about me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this 21-year-old kid, you know, still in college, right? You know, going to, you know, my college classes. And they're like, oh, that's the guy who thinks he's going to be a state representative, right? <laughs> right. And so, you know, I had a four-way primary, and um, I was not the, the party's first pick. They had somebody more established than me that they had picked out that they thought would, would be a good pick for them. And um, I outworked her. 
And, uh, you know, I knocked on 2,000 doors. I made as many phone calls as, as I possibly could. And wow. I talked to as many people as I possibly could about my message and why I wanted to be their state representative. And I ended up winning the primary by 100 votes. And so won the primary by 100 votes and won the general by 20 points. That, but, wow. How many? The general? 20 points. So it was a couple thousand votes. Okay, I got you. I thought That's you said 20, 20 votes. I was like, what? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. So yeah, our, yeah. our area down here in Southeast Iowa, it's pretty, it's pretty red, pretty conservative. So the general is not a huge problem. It's, it's the primary. Sure. And uh, when you have these open primaries, after somebody retires, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And so, but it worked out. And it worked out because of the hard work and the, and the faith yeah. that, uh, to, to get through it. Wow. And how inspiring, I think, for for other people as young as, young as 17 even, mm-hmm. you know, to hear to hear that, to hear your story and to say, well, this is absolutely possible. It's, I mean, it's not only happened with you. I know there's there's a handful of other Generation Z uh, politicians who yeah. are in office right now. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. to me. You may be familiar, but we partner uh, annually with um, Patriot Academy. Mm-hmm. Are okay. you familiar with them? I am not familiar with them. What's the, what, give me give me the lowdown. Yeah, so they're in Texas, Bayside, Texas. They're they're growing to where they're having other branches in different parts of the country, but essentially, it's ran, it started and run by David Barton and uh, Rick Green and his son um, Tim Barton, and so basically, they bring. Uh, young adults, uh, millennials, Gen Zs in for a week and they teach them the political process from as a representative and they teach them and they do a lot of mock, mm-hmm. like a mock okay. um, trial, things like that. And it's just real interesting. Um, you know, you have to, you know, plead your case and the whole deal. Yeah. And so they teach them all the you know fundamentals of that. And they're doing a, a real similar concept that you're doing but yours is more yours is more specific theirs is more general so that's what i wanted to have you on to talk about is run gen z Mm -hmm. yeah your organization run gen z um i i I looked at uh, some of the material that was sent over to us and i was just kind of blown away at the at at the uh, the potential of this, it, it just kind of yeah. you know really really inspired me. Um, so can you give us sort of uh, the your idea behind uh, Run Gen Z and what the vision of this organization is? Start. Yeah, I st- yeah, I'm so, sorry to interrupt here, but start yeah. with when it began. Oh yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. So um, Run Gen Z is a 501c4 hmm. um, nonprofit, and I started about oh probably six months ago. But the idea of Run Gen Z started hitting me shortly after I got elected to office because I realized, you know, there's not many young people my age that are um, in public office right now, you know, down the line, right? Even at the city council and county commissioner level, school board level. And so, but I realized, you know, going to these conferences, I, and I love talking to young people groups, right? Not even young people my age groups, you know what I mean? So, and I love going around talking to groups that are, that are my same age because I meet so many young people that are like myself, right? Yeah. That are ambitious, that are incompetent, and that are conservative. And so, you know, I started forming this idea that, hey, I can go out and encourage people with my story um, to go out and make a difference and run for office. And you can do it at a young age, you know what I mean? And I, and I truly believe at my age, you know, when I don't have a family right now, and I have the time and the energy to, to dedicate to my constituents and the issues, um, you know, that, that, that's a good thing. You know, we need to encourage more young people to do that. So what I did is I went out and I found four other um, conservative Republican 
uh, state representatives, all 25 or younger. So, you know, we're considering them, you know, Generation Z. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's form this group called Run Gen Z, where we recruit and mentor the next generation of conservatives and build a conservative bench. And so um, each one of them that I'd, I'd reached out to, some of them were cold calls, some of them I knew from, from other places, but they all said yes. And so wow. we have um, two gals from Florida, uh, Josie Tomcow and Amber Mariano, um, Caleb Hander from West Virginia, and then Joe Alexander uh, from New Hampshire. And so I reached out to these people and I said, hey, I have this vision of us being able to mentor the next generation of conservatives, and they were all on board. And mm-hmm. so what we're doing now is we're pairing with um, organizations like Turning Point USA, College Republicans, Young Republicans of America, and we're going to their conferences now. What We're going to start going to their conferences now. We're going to the Turning Point Student Action Summit in West Palm Beach here in a couple of weeks. That'll be our, our first big splash, first big conference. Mm-hmm. But we're going to these conferences, finding the potential talent and uh, convincing these these you know students, these college students, um, and these young people that hey, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I'm not an outlier. I wasn't a 4.0 student. I wasn't you know, I'm, you know, I'm not you know super special. Um, it's just that I put the hard work in, right. and uh, and I had these conservative beliefs, and it took me across the finish line. You know what I mean? And so we're really trying to build this bench, and it's both on the local and state level. We we need people running for for city council and for school boards, yeah. and we know now after the pandemic, how important local municipal yep. elections are. Yeah, you know what I mean? The yeah. mayors, uh, hmm. local know, mayors. The, the, yeah, local mayors. It, it's crazy the stuff that um, these local officials um, had jurisdiction over, which means it's important to have people in there um, that are God-fearing, right. you know, conservative folks. And so that's what we're working on um, as an organization. And, uh, you know, we, we need all the help we need to get this thing going, but we truly believe that this is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And so, like, what would you see, where would you see your projection of being in a year and a half from near, a year and a half from now, so two years total, where are you wanting to be with this? Are you wanting to have, you know, you got four uh, people in other states, so that's four states that are represented here. Where, yeah. where, where do you want to, where do you see yourself being in two years? What's the goal? You know, in two years, you know, we would like to have, you know, 100 candidates that we right. have worked with or are working with yep. um, to be able to get into you know, the municipal races and to the state legislative races and just really grow this thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, is, is it like you guys know with anything else is, you know, you never know how, how, how soon it's going to take off. You know what I mean? It could be in six months that we have sure. that many candidates or it could be, you know, a couple of years from now. So, right. um, you know, we're just trying to grow this thing as organically mm-hmm. as possible, get as many conservative elected officials involved as possible um but the other thing is too is you know it takes funding it takes resources and so we know we're we're really focused on trying to raise some money for this thing right now people that believe in the mission of uh being able to preserve uh what we have here in america with um and that's only going to happen by electing you know the next generation of conservatives and making sure that your children and grandchildren um you know have you know conservative people in their generation or they're running for office and so that's what we're focused on right now, um, you know, being able to get this message out, um, convince people that this is the route we need to take and uh, be able to get support for this. Mm-hmm. And what's the website again? So the website is www.rungenz.com. That's www.rungenz.com. Yeah, and we'll put that 
in the description of this episode where we post it. So, uh, yeah, for our listeners, you can yeah, click and, that and find out more. Yep, and there's a there's a donation link on there mm-hmm. too. And like I said, I, I would any support we can get, um, yeah. we're we're very thankful for. And so we're just we're trying to get this thing, um, you know, from from the ground up right now. And yeah. so it's a more than less a startup right now, uh, but that's okay. Well, that's that's, that's how everything starts out. And mm-hmm. so we're uh, we're really excited to though, um, you know, when we go down to the West Palm Beach for the Turning Point Conference, it's going to be a big hit, I think. And uh, Charlie Kirk's a good yeah. friend of mine. And Charlie's helping us out with this, so so we're excited about uh, what's developing right now. Well, we got some more questions for you. Ready? Yeah. Well, um, as when I can't help but think about. I mean, okay. So I'm a millennial. Sure. Um, Wesley's millennial. Cedra's a millennial. We we kind of we're all very familiar with the stereotypes of young people that people have. Yeah. So when you interact with young Christians, the Generation Z uh, generation, do you find that they are interested in changing our culture? Or do you feel like they're more apathetic? Do you find that stereotype for, to be wait, true? you're speaking specifically for the group of Christian millennials, yeah, for, right? for the conservative millennials, because gotcha. or, or for the uh, I'm, uh, rather Gen Z, because I, I know for the liberal side of things, I do see a lot of interest and activism sure. and, and engagement. But for the conservative side, maybe it's just where I'm looking, but I don't see a lot of that same passion. Do you find that to be true as well? Well, I don't think that. I don't know. Not, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, once you have, you know, personal conversations with people, um, you know, you can, you can get down to the root of the issues. And I think young people do care, um, about certain social issues. Right. Um, but the other thing is too, is about forming coalitions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the other thing is, I think as we, as we move into the future, um, we're going to have to start thinking about, uh, you know, maybe, you know, somebody doesn't agree on one particular issue with the platform, but they, they believe in 99% of the rest of the platform. And so let's all work together mm-hmm. because what the left has done a fairly good job of is, you know, they had all the super um, socialist people on the left voting for Biden. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> and now he just got elected and turned around and kind of slapped them in their face and just put a whole bunch of establishment people in his cabinet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Yep. Um, and they don't care, though, is, is the thing. And so, you know, what I always talk about is, is forming this coalition um, and, and being able to say, you know, maybe maybe you don't agree on in this specific issue um, with everyone else, but you believe in 90% of the rest of the issues. And so let's be able to form um, these coalitions so we can make sure that at least we're getting people that are on the more conservative side elected to the office. Um, hey, so that, that's what I would say on that. Yeah. Hey Joe. All right. Since you said that, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tough one. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, you set yourself up for that. <laughs> so what my my response to that would be: What are, from your perspective, from speaking for yourself, what would be just a handful, or give me two or three, maybe four non-negotiables? Though you see what I'm saying? Because sure. uh, because while I agree with that 100. percent um, as a Christian conservative, Christian being first, there are a handful of things that would be non-negotiable. So I'm just curious on your feedback on that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I'm very pro-life. Um, I think that's something that, that is um, the core of being a conservative, right? Not necessarily being a Republican, but being a conservative. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I think believing in life, believing in that, um, you know, that is something that is precious um, to God. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, is probably a, n- a non-negotiable, 
Now, but when you're talking about the life issue, you know, I'm personally a heartbeat guy, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm a heartbeat guy, but then, you know, there's some people that, you know, maybe a 10-week person, um, but then you got a a Democrat that they're running against that is a 40-week person, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what we had to look at is, you know, maybe that person isn't on the on the same exact level of the, of the spectrum as I am, but, you know, what's their opponent look at? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and the other thing is, too, is, is once you get up there and you're in your caucus, um, you're going to be swayed a little bit. You know I mean, there's going to be pressure put on you. you know, we, we in the Iowa legislature this year, we were trying to pass an abortion amendment um, to be able to, to stand the state constitution that, um, you know, pretty much the a, abortion um, was not a fundamental right mm-hmm. because we had our courts here a few years ago they had um, they had a deal where they said that abortion was a fundamental right, and so we were trying to reverse that because obviously we don't believe in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, And so what happened then was we had a handful of Republicans in our caucus who didn't want to vote for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, then we kind of rubbed off on them, <laughs> obviously, right? And so we started dwindling away at that that. Uh, Sectors caucus that they don't want to vote for that, and so yeah. you know I think it's important to realize once you get these folks elected to office, they're going to be with other Republicans. That's who they're caucusing with, and uh, and I, I've actually became more conservative mm. um, since I got elected. Amen. And I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but let me just ask you then: Would religious liberty would obviously be one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think religious liberty would would be one, and making sure that you know we're not infringing on people's rights just because you know, of their religious basis, and sure. they don't want to, you know, do a service for someone based on um, religious liberty, I, I think that would definitely be one, too. Good. And the website again? Um, www.rungenz.com. All right. Well, Jordan? Well, I was just thinking, the, these are all, these these issues are so, you know, they're, they're, everyone has an opinion on these things, sure. and, and there's there's loud voices on every side, and um, Generation Z, I feel like, also has a voice. I mean, especially the pro-life issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like that for the conservatives um, who are that young, that's the one thing that they will actually get up and kind of yell about, which right. is, which makes me, you know, gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what do you feel like might be um, some of the unique challenges that Generation Z faces in the political future of our country? Well, I think the biggest challenge is, is social media, right? Mm-hmm. And it, now, more than ever, um, you know what your peers are thinking 24-7. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't necessarily true before. And so, as we know, mm-hmm. um, and throughout history, this is true, that obviously the younger generations are more liberal. And so, they're going to be posting stuff, and you're going to feel like the, the one that's left out. Mm-hmm. 24-7, because that's all that is surrounding you on these platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat, Instagram, et cetera. And so, you know, I think it's being able to form these coalitions to say, hey, there's a community of, of young conservative Christians, mm-hmm. um, you know, that believe in the same things you do, you know. And, and so, you know, what you might feel is, is an outlier, you're not, you know what I mean? And there's, there's a group of people that believe in the same things you do, and, and we can form these coalitions to be able to, to make our country a better yeah. place. So, um, so I, I, I think that's the biggest challenge as of right now. Okay. With that said, how does the Run Gen Z, the 501c4 ministry that you created, how does that uh, seek to accomplish the daily 
discipleship. You mentioned that earlier. What would that look like? Or maybe it's a weekly deal, maybe it's a monthly deal, but how does that, how do you go about that practically? Can you, can you rephrase that, Wesley? Yeah, sure. So how does the Run Gen Z, the 501C uh, nonprofit, um, you, you call, is it a ministry? What do you call it? So it, it's a nonprofit. A nonprofit. Yeah, Let's go so with non- okay. organization. Yeah. Organ, a nonprofit organization. How do you go about, on a daily basis, discipling or mentoring or fulfilling sure. that? Is okay. it a daily or weekly or monthly? Yeah, and so we, we had four candidates we're working with you know, this just this time around, obviously, we just, you know, started the thing um, pretty roughly about six months ago. But what we did is it was a it was a case-by-case deal. So, um, you know, the the two young men I was working with, um, I would talk to them on, on a, either a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Um, you know, some of the other uh, mentors and mentees, you know, they maybe did talk every, you know, three to four weeks, or when it, just whenever they needed, need, needed guidance. But really, the, the mentorship is pretty organic. So you're supposed to, you know, instead of, um, what, how many times, you know, a, a month you want to talk. Um, and then, but it's pretty, you know, um, mm-hmm. I guess organic on, you know, when you need advice and, and you call your mentor and, um, you know, they'd be able to, to give you advice on whatever issue it is. Um, but we're trying to make this as, as, as organic as possible. Awesome. Wow. Uh, I, I just, I love that so much. I mean, this, and I really, really hope and pray that th- that you're successful in this too. That um, there will be eventually, we'll see younger conservatives taking seats and and taking positions and as leaders in our country. That that really is amazing to me. Um, but what do you, what do you think some of the consequences might be if Generation Z does not become politically active and does not take these um, these roles in our country? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if we don't step up soon, mm-hmm. and, I, and I mean very soon, yeah, <laughs> then we're going to see the policies that have been portrayed by the far left actually infiltrate the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a scare tactic. That's not being being alarmist. We can see it before our eyes. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eventually, the Democratic Party is going to be able to have you know old people like Biden being able to you know prop up the old establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the next election cycles, we're actually we're going to see a mainstream of the AOC, and that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And so, if they're going to have that, we got to combat that with our own AOCs, but that believe in you know capitalism, individual liberty, um, free market, mm-hmm. and are loud about it. You know, right. are, are loud and dynamic about it, and truly believe in those things that have kept America great. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we really have to, to step up our game right now um, because if we don't, you know, it, it, everything's going to go downhill. It's going to be like the Roman Empire. So, right. um, yeah, I really think that we have to grow, mentor, mm-hmm. and uh, the next generation has to step up today and not wait any longer. What was was your experience as a young representative did that inform this um, this this goal this vision that you have what were there challenges that you faced that uh, that informed this desire to set up these mentors yeah so you know when I first started running um, you know like I said there was a lot of people that, that doubted me and and I doubted myself at times because I didn't really know who to talk to. Um, besides, you know, I mean, there was older folks that I knew that I, I would ask for advice, but there was no one my age, right? Right. That I could go to and, and, and really, um, you know, have fellowship with, right? Mm-hmm. And talk yeah. to about what we're trying to do here. 
Um, and so I think that's the most important thing is, you know, if you see somebody and know somebody that's your similar age that you can relate to, um, yeah. you know, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to ask for advice and, and to see what their perspective is um, at the same age. And so I think that's what this whole thing is, is, mm-hmm. you know, we're encouraging each other by our own stories, um, but we can relate to each other so much better. Right. Uh, wow. Joe, Joe, this is Wesley here. All right. So when I was growing up, uh, a lot of the young adults at the time, or, or let's just say high school kids, my my generation, they had all kind of excuses and reasons why uh, they wouldn't be involved in the political process. And I'm not talking about necessarily running for office. I'm just talking about in general. I'm talking about in conversation and in voting, mm-hmm. things like that. And one of the primary reasons was it's because it's dirty. So what's your response? And of course, I, of course, over the years I had, you know, I've developed a good response to that. You know, you think about, um, you know, uh, there's other things in life that are complicated and dirty and, and don't go well, but we don't have the freedom to opt out of it. You know, marriage can be complicated, you know? (laughs) So anyways, that's my response. What's your response? Well, just like you said, you know, there's a lot of things in life that are dirty and, you know, a lot of people in life have excuses for things, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that's one of the things too. But you know, the other thing though too is, as I've experienced, is you know, a lot of people say, you know, I would never run for for political office ever. You know what I mean? And then they go and do it, and they get up there, and they realize. I, I think a lot of people, especially on the surf side, I realize how important it is what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I and I think a lot of people, you know, on our side of the aisle, um, you know, they would rather, you know stay at home with their family and be able to be, you know, a good husband and, and, um, parent to their kids, um, which is a, which is a, a rightful thing. But the thing is, it's like, then we don't have good people right. legislating for us, you know, or on yeah. the city councils and making, making the decisions that we have to make, be able mm-hmm. to, you know, keep our society, um, and, and, and make, you know, keep America great. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, but what I think once people get up there, they really see how important, um, that job is uh, of legislating and making sure that we're pushing through good legislation. Um, you know, that, that, that's conservative. And so, uh, you know, I think, you know, once people do it, they have a kind of a, you know, mind shift on realizing how important this job is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. It is important. And may God bless you in your efforts. I know we're coming to an end here yeah. on the program and I just want to thank you. Do you have any final comments? Uh, you may want to give the website again. Yeah. So no, I, I just appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, it's been a blessing to be able to talk to you guys and have a conversation with you guys today. And, and the website, again, is www.rungenz.com. That's com. Well, great. So thank you so much, Representative Mitchell, for being on the show with us. Again, that is rungenz.com. The nice. link to that will be in the show notes of this episode. Uh, And that brings us to the end of the episode. So as always, continue to share truth and apply scripture. We will see you next week.